Thanks for listening to this episode of Fluff and Crunch. Today, Chris and I talk about, or rather, I talk with Chris about, kind of interview him, about the new Marvel superheroes game uh, for which a beta version has been released, and he has lots to say. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Oh, and here's something. I had a request in an email from just a few days ago. You and I have actually not introduced ourselves by first name since like the first episode last. I just always like we've stopped doing it. Okay. We stopped doing it. It's like we just assumed. So I'm Jeremy. And I'm Chris. He still is Chris. That's right. Why am I why am I waving? I don't know. You're like, hey, well, I just I think you know what that is a polite response. Uh, it's 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 just what you do when you're introducing yourself. Yeah. Or you could like bonk your fingertips on your yeah, screen like, and ah, no, shake my hand from across. The I, can, ocean. I can like yeah, like a fist bump the camera. There but we that's go. Kind of in, I think quite intimidating actually. It's more like I right. punch. I punch you in the face. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's us. Uh, so it's been a couple <laughs> weeks just because of things. I had some work travel and you had some vacation and breaks and this and that and other things or whatever. Um, internet, internet land won't know as far as they're concerned. This would just be a seamless one episode to the next. But yeah, for I us know, it's been like three, three weeks, three and a half weeks. For the sake of precision and honesty, you know, yeah. I think people, people depend on our credibility. Or maybe not. Anyway, so what kind of gaming have you been able to do over the last few? Or have you? uh it kind of depends when we last talked to each other all right so my D campaign is not going particularly well because i think we've actually only run three sessions so okay. when did i start curse of strad it feels like it was like february well so far both scott scott's had covid and then annie had covid which meant that made it awkward for me to see anyone right and then right. brian was ill last week but didn't have covid it sounds like he did have covid but he didn't have covid uh, and then like other just things, cause it was Easter and that got in the way. Yeah. So yeah, we basically haven't managed to all meet up very often. So despite, I think over the period of the last probably two months, we've managed three sessions. Um, outside of that, I have played a lot of, I have played quite a lot of the Marvel minis game and, and a new minis game called Bushido, which I'm getting into. So cool. So that's been right. But yeah, like role-playing wise, it's not been great cause we've just been struggling to meet up. How about you? Well, I had uh, not this last weekend, but the weekend before I was I was gone for work. So there was nothing. And then this last weekend, we were down one player and we were just about to start the Octoon Cthulhu. Um, oh, there's an I forget what it's called, uh, but it's a it's an adventure that takes place in Romania and involves a Zeppelin. So that sounds about as pulpy octoon cthulhu as, as one could get but we were going to start that so we didn't uh and instead i invited my then three players to bring their star trek adventures characters that have been shelved since december since we ended that season and we played the free kobayashi maru adventure that modifius had put out on pdf a while back and what i had them do is i i had them dial their characters back to exclude the two career events which each generate a focus and each add one attribute point and one discipline point. So I had them just choose two disciplines and two attributes to decrease by one. And I had them say, all right, you've got two focuses that you don't have access to during this adventure. And by that, we said, or by doing that, I said, all right, now you are on par with your academy self. And so we played the Kobayashi Maru to, uh, you know, give their characters a little more background and blow the dust off our knowledge uh, and experience with um, the Starship combat system, which I got to tell you, that is a system I need to work with more and more and more. Um, I haven't used it, you know, in about five months and trying to run the Kobayashi Maru where the, the crew, rather the players have their ship to control. And the idea is that these multiple Klingon ships just keep pouring in. Um, it is really hard 
as a GM to run multiple NPC ships because of all the actions they take. So that's something I've got to think about um, if I ever wanted to do something like that again. Yeah, so here, I, I, I'm interested in this because I am coming to this with a blank slate, or yeah, totally with a, with a blank slate. We're going to talk today about the new, I don't even know the official name of it, the new Marvel superheroes role-playing game, which you have a, what, a beta, whatever. What, so we're going to talk about that. I am clean slate, and I'm going to interview you about this. And, and here's what I'm going to ask, because I already know what your subjective kind of overall, like I, I have a sense of, of how you feel and what you think of the game. Cool. Try your best to not tip your hand one way or another until we get to that point. Uh, all right. Because so what I want to do is really focus on the objective pieces and parts of the game, and then we can move to Chris gives us his opinion about the new Marvel Chris game. Chris does maths. Um, it's called the Marvel Multiverse Role-Playing Game. Okay. Um, I, uh, and I think that's because they've kind of gone right from the start that, like, you're not playing in their Marvel world. You're playing in your Marvel world, which is a, you okay. know, it's quite right. Um, and it, like, it's very... Who, who's the... Who's Marvel the publisher? is the publisher. Oh. So if we think back to what we've had, we've had... Oh, let's, I'll just finish the first bit, and then we can talk about quick history less than that. Sorry. Um, so Marvel Multiverse Role-Playing Game um, by Matt Forbeck, um, who I think was a games designer back in the day, and I'm not sure he's been doing recently. He may have been doing comics, actually. But um, but it is officially... It's a playtest rule book. So this is not this is not meant to be... You know, this is not a final, but they were very clear a year ago. They said, we are released in a year, because they said this like a year ago, they said this. 2022, we will release a new Marvel role-playing game. They said it's going to be called Marvel Multiverse. They said we will release a playtest rule book. They've released it for, I mean, you can buy it, whether you buy it as an ebook or you buy it in print, it's literally, it's $10. So it was like eight quid for me. Um, oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's, it's graphic. I assume it will be graphic novel. So I don't, have a, I don't have a physical copy yet because the physical copies in the UK were delayed a bit, but I should. Mine's on the way. I will actually have it soon. Um, but I was still able to buy an ebook through Google, and I think you can buy it through like Kindle. Um, there's a couple of like online role playing platforms that you can get like a you know a version of the rule set through that way. Um, so even those you okay. you know people who can't get the actual book, I mean it's kind of like you know it's arrived in comic book stores. So people who've got people have been able to get it from their comic book stores quicker than they can get it from role playing stores because that's kind of how Marvel Marvel have distributed it themselves through their like their comic book channels. Rather than that, but they'd be very clear. This is this is a play test. This is not like a final set of rules. Um, and okay. if you go onto their website, like straight away day one, there was already like an errata with some stuff on the website. Um, there was character sheets there, and there was also the play test survey. So you can, you know, you play the root game or you do some stuff with the game, and then you can fill in the play test survey to say, you know, this is my finding so far. Now, what we don't know is what they're gonna do with that. You know, I I have no idea. Are they gonna just release this game with another 200 pages in a year or are they going to take on board all the feedback and we, i don't know i have no idea what the, how, right. you know i don't how, know um, how long how long is the ebook uh it is 123 pages but obviously that's like including okay. you know cover and back cover and so on and it right right it's, it's you know it's a, it's roughly it's 120 ish pages and it's actually as it, is there... it i was gonna say it's you know it's got a context it's got a it's got a contents page. It has an index at the back. It has bookmarks and things. So, you know, the closest I've had to play tests have been sort of Kickstarters I've done or, you know, some of the stuff Modifius does where you buy it and they release a sort of not fully complete. Or think what we had with, uh, with Homebase, not Homebase, Homeworld. Homeworld. Um, you know, right. that's the closest things I've had. Now, some of the stuff I had in the past have been more like sort of drafts where, you know, all the pages are missing, loads of the art's missing, but the game's right. there. Um, and then Homeworld was like a quick start. So this isn't even any of those. Um, it looks like it's a full game. And I think this is why some people on the internet have got themselves into a twist about this is a full game and here's all the issues with it. But it's like, well, but it's not, it's not meant to be a full game. It's very clear from reading it. You know, there's, they're very clear in it. There will be more things in the, you know, there's points in it where it literally says this isn't, this section is not, you know, this section will have more. Okay. That's what I was just going to ask about. So is it, is it obvious that there are, there are gaps. Yeah. Yes, um, there are. And we can get to those when we, we get to them. Uh, so what's your first question? Then, or I can go into talking about what you do get. Okay. So I, I'll just say this real quick. I think Matt Forbeck, I, I remember that name from D&D &D 4th Edition. 
I'm almost positive he wrote. I, I, I'm almost positive he wrote some stuff for um, for four E. But let me check. Yeah, advantages of the internet. Okay, I am checking Wikipedia, so you know, take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, yeah. Contributed to Deadlands, worked on Brave New World, Exalted Brave New World, yeah. Additional writing on Tales from the Loop and then Marvel Multiverse. But so he's been writing a lot of fiction. So he, he has written fiction for D&D, which means it's likely he did do some work yep. for E. Yeah, and he's done, he's he's done some other, he's done some 4E stuff. Yeah, Blood Bowl. He's done all kinds yeah. of stuff. Okay, cool. Um, so my first question is, is there a character generation system or is there an indication that there will be? <laughs> yes or no? Yes. The fact that you said that feels like straight away you're having a dig at a particular previous one. Let's do a quick, let's rewind and do a quick history lesson. Very, very, very quick. Very, very quickly. So obviously back in the day, I don't know a date. It's going to be late 80s, early 90s. There was the Marvel superhero role-playing game, which was by TSR, because at that point, obviously, only TSR made role-playing games. Obviously, that's not true. Yeah. Don't anyone take me up on that. Well, but I was joking. Enough. They produced the first Marvel um, Marvel superheroes yeah. role-playing game in a yellow yeah. box. And they did a ton of stuff for that. You know, they had, like, adventures. You know, properly, it was, like, old-school D&D. They, oh, they had, you know, adventure books and, and box sets um you know campaign books and like magic books and like all kinds of stuff and that was really big um at some point i don't know when it happened um that disappeared maybe at the same time tsr kind of went wrong and then marvel i believe or it could have been tsr i don't know wait wait let me let me let me let me add this that original system did not have a character creation system in it the yellow one i i if i remember i never owned that box i I didn't own that box either no the I I did own the uh, Marvel superheroes advanced set, which had like a kind of a bluish background, very eighties, and had all the heroes running toward you, like the other one. Um, that one I got in nineteen eighty six, and that had a full character creation system in it. And then there was the Marvel superheroes expanded version, which had kind of like a purplish background instead of yellow, and that was more like the original but it had a character creation system in it. So then, so that's TSR's bout with it. And incidentally, if you're listening, well, obviously, if you're listening, I can't talk to you if you're not. Um, if you go to classicmarvelforever.com, you can access copies, yeah. uh, seemingly legit, of all that old TSR uh, Marvel stuff. So now tell us about the second Marvel. That, now, I think there was a, like, there was a weird little Spider-Man game. I don't want to talk about that. I don't know anything about it. But what was the, the next... Major Marvel role, superheroes role playing game one, to make a splash. I, uh, people always refer to it as a saga because it was it was by TSA. It was it had something called yeah. the saga system because I remember a version of Dragonlance that used this or thing. And yeah, I, and it was in like a yeah, small. I've never played this. All I know is it had something to right. do with cards, like it had playing some kind yeah, of I, playing cards thing. I've never played it. I've never seen it anywhere. I think it, 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 potentially it came out at a point where I wasn't really playing any role playing. I completely missed this. I don't know anyone who played it. Let's pretend yeah. it doesn't exist. Um, doesn't make a big enough splash. Then, this next one you're going to talk about did, though. Uh, no, the next one. For a very short well, period so of the time. The next one was called Marvel Universe. This was self-published by Marvel. And this was, again, this thing, I think this had three books. So this came out, Marvel released themselves. And they, I, I, I know this because I, ha- I own it. And I have like, I think I have a Spider-Man book for it. And there was maybe two other books. Uh-huh. But this was weird because it used, it was like resource management. I don't think it had dice. It had gems and you move gems around. So to do actions, you use like these like, well, gems or counts, whatever you use, you, use, you know, but um, I remember doing it, but I remember playing it very quickly and very real, quickly realizing it was, didn't really work very well because if you had someone like Wolverine, because Wolverine healed, he would get all of his yeah. counters back so he could do more actions. So it just... Anyway, like it was, it was novel and it did something different, but that was Marvel's attempt at doing their own role playing. Um, and it, it, again, it died very quickly. And I think kind of Marvel's thing there was like, oh, because it wasn't amazing and everyone didn't rush out and buy it, they binned it straight away. Okay. So after that, then comes, this is the one I'm thinking of is the, this is Margaret Weiss, correct? Okay. Yeah. 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 So Mar- Marvel heroic role playing game. So this used a version of the Cortex system where this is the point where, Margaret Rice were releasing sort of Cortex things where they were doing very much what 2D20 does, where every new version used a version of the Cortex system, but was yep. different. And so we'd had, I think we'd had, um, I don't know what it was first. Smallville was the first. 
Battlestar Galactica was one, Supernatural, Firefly, or Serenity. It wasn't Firefly, it was Serenity. So, no, I think they, they did, did both. But the, the first one so, that came out was yeah. Serenity, and then years later, Firefly. So, like, Battlestar and Supernatural was, like, an older yep. system. And then when they came out with, like, they called it Cortex Plus. Then we got sort of Smallville, we got Leverage, and we got Marvel Heroic. And then, like I said, we got Firefly. Um, and it was a it was a very good system at certain things, but it, it was it appeared and sort of disappeared very quickly. It came out yeah. with a book which famously in it did not have proper character creation rules. The character creation rules in it were basically um, just stat a character as you want, which I actually did for that. That was how my blog started. When my blog started, as it turns out, ten years ago, when my blog started, I started with Marvel superhero stuff. I was converting other systems. To Marvel, to the Marvel superheroes thing, because I already liked Cortex from Smallville, but didn't quite do what I wanted. Um, and I did a whole bunch of character versions and actually making up other, like I, I turned loads of DC because everybody else was doing all the Marvel characters. Yep. Missing, I just turned loads of DC characters into it, um, and I found it super easy to do. So the fact that there wasn't like proper character creation rules didn't really bother me. Where there was a problem, if you were trying to create a party to play the game, because you had no proper yeah. rules everyone could just go right well my character's as strong as yeah. thor and as fast as the flash and i can do magic like dr Strange. and there would be nothing to stop you doing that which was so when people say there are no character creation rules they are kind of right um they released some random stuff online but that's, I, you, know, you know what i was i got the um i meant i wanted to get it and and i got the pdf of it and I meant I was in, I intended to buy the uh, the physical copy because I always prefer those. And it, and I know the the game only produced a hand three book and then poof. I mean it was I don't know what happened. <laughs> I owned three did, copies. Of the did Marvel stuff. look at Did Marvel just look at what Margaret Weiss was doing and saying no? And they just yanked the license or or whatever. I don't. But, but that was like it seemed like a big deal it and then quick. it just poof. It was just yeah. gone. Yeah, literally, we got we got sort of the, there was a basic core book which had the rules about twenty characters and a, an adventure for like this thing called a breakout where loads of superheroes escape from I don't know, say it's the raft. Um, and then they did actually release a civil yep. war book which had like a whole bunch of stuff to how to play through the civil war campaign. And again, the rules were in it as well and a bunch of characters. And they released the P they released a whole bunch yep. of PDFs beyond that. So there was like two other things, two or three other books that were going to go with Civil War. And then they actually released the initial PDF for um, Annihilation, which was a big cosmic thing and had Guardians of the Galaxy and loads of big characters. And then that was it. Marvel pulled the license. My understanding is is that it was cost... Margaret Weiss were paying a fortune for this license and they didn't sell enough copies. So Marvel basically wanted them to be selling... Right. Marvel wanted them to be selling D&D And it wasn't happening. And they and they weren't because one of the things that companies keep missing about superheroes role playing games is that superhero role playing games have never sold D and D kind of numbers, but also the market is fractured. So people will buy a superhero game because it's got a Marvel license on it, and people will buy it because yeah. there's a DC license. But then there's also a whole bunch of other superhero games out there with no licenses yeah. on, um, and so it's a really tough nut to crack. So I mean, my fear is actually that's what happens with this Marvel game that if they release it and it doesn't sell. D and D numbers that Marvel will just yank it straight away. But uh, there's a whole nother problem before we get to that. So then, all right. So we, we, we've got this history, this sorted history, wherein TSR's original version in its three versions, that the fast, yeah. the face rip or faster rip, whatever you want to call them, those rules as they're referred to, that had the longest lifespan and was the most by, by, by yeah. a long ways. Jeez. So now a number of years have gone by and there's nothing. There's no official Marvel anything. Now there's this announcement. Now this game comes out. Um, okay, so does it have a... I'll, I'll be English here. Does it have a proper character creation system in it? Okay. Yes, it does. You, you can very easily create a character. I've, I've done it. I have created a character... I've created two characters, actually. Um, I've created one character that was purely just made up um, to test some okay. rules out. And I've made up a character to replicate an existing character in DC. Um, so you can. So yeah, I'll, I'll, so let's just run through what is in the book and what isn't. So there's a, there's a quick introduction. 
um i probably shouldn't go into it but there is an entire page on play it safe and reasonable play and, and i'm it probably mentions the x card but i skipped that page i was surprised to see that in a play test book with limited page count but whatever um the, then there's the core mechanic core mechanic super simple you roll three d6 one of those d6s is called the marvel dice Okay. And on that dice, if you roll a one on that dice, it counts as a six, and it usually means something good happens. So if you roll... What if you just roll a six on a die? Yeah, that counts as oh, a six. Oh, okay. So, so you so have means, a one in three so chance. That, on the Marvel die, you have a one in three chance of generating the equivalent of a six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of if that symbol comes out, not only does it count as a six maths-wise, it also counts as something good. So if you do your roll, you add those three dice together and do something bad, and you like you fail, you miss the difficulty then you fail, but something good will happen. Um, okay. If you succeed and have rolled the, the M, you know, presumably it'd be a D6 with an M dice on it. Um, if you succeed and you rolled the M, the, the Marvel symbol on the Marvel die, then you succeeded and something really good happened. So that's when later on in the rules, there's things for, you know, if you've got, they call it a fantastic success. So if you're doing like a certain kind of superpower and you get a fantastic success, good okay. stuff happens. Um, there's also a way of getting an ultimate fantastic success. Is that actually so, called so. that? It is it's actually called the ultimate fantastic the UF success. success. Uh, and yeah, so that's, that's if you get 616, because for those people in the know, 616 is the, is the multiverse code for, uh, actually, I can't remember if it's our Earth or Marvel's Earth. That's one of the, but six, so, so they call a, it the there's 616. There's a story like Easter why. egg in the number 616. Okay. Yes. So if you literally roll 616, right. the one being the Marvel symbol, then you get an ultimate fantastic success, which again, there are rules for that in particular superpowers and stuff. Um, and then the only other kind of thing to that is you can kind of have things which are called edge and trouble, which are kind of like uh, disadvantage and advantage in D&D. But basically, if you have edge, you get to re-roll one of your dice and take the better one. And if you have trouble... Any of the three? Uh, yes, you could choose. You could choose a bad number and roll okay. high. And likewise, if you have trouble, the, the opposing player, so you could make the enemy roll if they have trouble, or if it's the DM, they could make you roll. And you'll roll, re-roll a dice, and you have to take the worst okay. of, of those now, two. That, that aside from rolling... Fiddly, but... So when you roll these three dice six... And you have this other one that tells you whether you have like a, you know, the, the other kind of success. Uh, are there any, like, how do, how do attributes or stats or power, how does that play? Are you trying to meet or beat a number? Um, how does that? Are you trying to, are you trying to get me to slate it already? Well, I'm curious. I, I, I in order to understand so, the core mechanic, you need to explain it to me. Yeah. The, this is where it goes wrong. The actual, that actual bit of it is you have, you will roll your dice, you have a modifier and you have a target okay. number. If it's, if it's like you're using a, well, there aren't skills, but if you're doing like something standard, I'm sneaking, I'm creating a device, I'm smart talking someone, I need to know if I can solve the quadratic formula. Um, Not outside of school, you, you would roll. No, hell no, I can't remember. Uh, you would roll your you know, you would look at the relevant modifiers. You, you do have ability scores, which I'll get to. You do have ability scores. They give you some modifiers and, and you also have defenses. So if you're rolling against something, there's a table of target numbers and you roll, you roll your, your dice, you add on your modifier. If you beat the target number, you succeed. If you don't beat it, you, you fail. Sim simple as that so far. Um, in terms of your character profile, you have six abilities. They are, see if you can work this one out, might, Agility, resilience, vigilance, ego, and logic, which Marvel. spell out. That's so yeah, clever. I clever. do think that's a coincidence. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think that just happened? Uh, I, 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 well, I wish no. they hadn't done it, as well. There's a reason later for that. Um, so, those are your ability scores. And their initial thing says that you have ability scores go from minus four for like human worst to zero is a typical human, four is top peak human. And then it says, and they can go beyond that for superhumans. Okay. Now, of the characters they give you, the highest character we see is a couple of characters of stats, sort of eight and nine. And those are like Thor's strength and Captain Marvel's agility for some reason and stuff. So that do the those, highest we see is about 10. Okay. Nine. Do those numbers become, or are those numbers dice modifiers, or do they are they treated in some way and then create a dice modifier because like in the in the age yeah. in the, the the fantasy age system your stat is basically it's treated like a modifier itself if it was your modifier we would have we could just stop now and say everything's brilliant and it'd be wonderful 
Uh oh. Because if we look at what we just said there, we have a potential value of minus four. Yeah. And we have a potential top value. Let's say we have a potential top value of 10. There is a difference between us. Which is taking into account superhumans. Yeah. So uh, we're playing a superhero if, game. if we okay. had that, everything would be totally okay. Because the difference between minus four and 10 is 14. Yeah. Now, if you look at the dice math that you've got, the difference between your top and bottom number is actually auto 14 because the lowest number you can roll really is, is, is well, technically it's like four. If you roll triple one, you just fail. It's just straight out fail. Okay. So really, yes, you technically you can roll triple one. It's a fail, but more likely you're going to roll sort of like a one, a two, and a one. That's so wait, wait, real quick on that. So, so a triple one is an automatic fail. Yeah, if you roll triple one, okay. it's an automatic fail. So, so what you're what you're saying is the difference between the maximum you could roll eighteen and the minimum and have a chance of succeeding, which is four, is yeah. still fourteen. It's 14. Okay, that makes sense. So, kind of you kind of work on a thing where, like, actually, your average number because you've got this thing where the the, the Marvel dice is counting as an extra six and there's no one on it other than this weird mm. botch example, which means actually some of the math is a bit off. But um, if that your average number works out being pretty close to eleven. And then seven below that is four, and seven more than that is, is 18. Yeah. And, and there's actually a, a difficulty table in it where they kind of go, right, well, if you're happy with a challenging difficulty, they give all the, ta the table they give you all the target numbers on is called the table for challenging difficulty. And you either can go lower than that, which is, I can't remember the words, but basically it's like minus two or minus four or minus seven, because that's as low as you can go on this spread of numbers. Or you can go plus two, plus four, plus seven. Again, the highest you can go on the spread of numbers. So at that point, it seems they understand that they are dealing with a system where the average number is about 11, and you can go seven lower or seven higher, and everything will work. And that's, that's all fine. Now, where it all goes wrong is to actually work out these modifiers and your defenses, they use these things called archetype tables. And you really need to look at one of these. If, it's like, if you're listening to this, that sounds really stupid. But you really want to have a look at what one of these looks like. Um, so, Jeremy, they did do an errata for this. And since you can see my PDFs, if you go into my PDFs and look at supers and then. Okay, so you're going to show me this um, table. Is, is this the bruiser? Just scroll to the second page of, the, right. of the errata. Ooh, this is the bruiser. So there are six archetypes. <laughs> when people saw these instantly, everyone's like, oh, oh my God. I'll actually, this isn't as bad as it looks. It looks terrible, but you do not use this in play. This is oh. this looks like night. There's a there's a game I I tried to play once called Time Lords back in the late 80s that all it consisted of was yeah, tables. You, like you only use this in character creation. Yeah. Um so there are six archetypes. There is blaster, bruiser. I'm going to get this wrong. Blaster, bruiser, genius, uh, polymath, which is can do everything, protector, striker, and I've obviously missed one because that's not the right amount. Bruiser, genius, okay. polymath, striker. Oh, yeah, blaster and protector. I did get that right. So let's just stick with the bruiser one for the moment. So there's two things going on here. Characters have ranks. Now, ranks are not levels. The idea of ranks is that you would start off playing, go, right, our characters are going to start at rank 10, and the maximum campaign cap will be 15. Or you would say... Campaign what? Cap. You'd say, like, how high, how high our characters are going to be. Um, so the idea is, is, like, level one is, like, bog-standard humans. Um, level rank five is, like, you've got like crap superpowers so like you've just got them or you're a teenager or a sidekick or whatever rank 10 is your like a reasonable level sort of street level superhero decent stuff so now both spider-mans in this version are rank 10 which fair enough with miles but peter parker being rank 10 is has been contentious um you've then got so rank 15 is what i would say is the standard because the vast majority of characters they give you in the book so captain america iron man they're rank 15. Uh, rank okay. 20 is meant to be like really big, powerful superhero. So Thor is rank 20. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Hulk. He would be rank 20. And then rank 25 is meant to be like cosmic level, super amazing people. They've put the, the new version of Captain Marvel at that. I'm guessing people like Silver Surf would be up there on a, on a rank 20. Like the really top crazy people. Um, now, there's a whole bunch of problems here. Firstly... They do say in the system, you can play characters of different ranks against each other. You can't. It will not work. 
it, there's problems within ranks that I'll get to. But if, if we look at this table across ranks, if we took, for example, and this is why people kicked off straight away when they saw this game. Um, you take these modifiers and depending on your archetype, you add these to your, you know, your agility scores. You know your various things. We've got might, agility, resilience, vigilance, uh, vigilance ego, logic. Yeah. So if we just stick to we just stick to agility because agility is the problem stat in the game. Um, Spider Man has pretty decent agility, so he should have an agility of like seven or eight. So he would have a modifier of his seven or eight. So let's say it's eight, and then we can add on his from the table that give him fifteen for his modifier and an agility defense of twenty eight. Okay, wait. So let me let me let me get this through my head. So. You have your so Spider Man has a stat yeah. for agility, yeah. and you're saying it's like eight. But then I'm looking at this table when I cross reference, and this table is like three quarters of a page. Oh, yeah. It's quite large. Um, it has 25 rows and what like nine or so like columns. So and there and there's <laughs> yeah. double stuff. In, anyway, so because Spider Man in this case is a rank ten, when I cross reference that to the agility column, I see a plus seven. And then the number 20. So you're saying because he has agility eight and he's ranked 10, you add seven to his agility or or is this becomes a modifier? So his modifier, so his agility is still eight, but that eight is never used. That eight is used for altering other statistics. His actual, the important thing is whenever he rolls and uses agility, he will use the modifier and his modifier will be his agility score plus whatever the table says. So everybody at rank 15 has the same agility modifier. The same bruiser. If you if you look at different things. Oh, so oh. what they've done here is because you've got you've got six different it, well, it looks like there's loads of different numbers. I've broken this down and really what it comes down to is each of the six different archetypes has good, middle and bad um modifiers and good middle and bad defenses. There's actually only one set like so basically if you look at the polymath is all of them. Wait, hold on. The the striker, the polymath. Skip to the polymath the page. Genius, if you look at the and the bruiser. Yeah. If you look. Wait a minute. They they all have. They're all at rank ten. They're all plus seven in the agility column. Yeah, they are super. If you look at the polymath, the polymath is the same at every single thing. All of the polymath modifiers and defense are exactly the same. So that's your standard. That's like I can't. Don't know what hero to use. So what they've done is they've done it. So like the bruiser has better defenses physically because they want it to be tougher. The genius is better at logic okay. attacks and defense. The, the, the striker is better at might attacks. He's meant to be using but this his is entirely The blaster is but, better but at agility But these modifiers attacks. are entirely based on the rank of the character, not the character itself. Yes, which is where we get the problem that when people saw Captain Marvel's stats, Captain Marvel, because she is level 25, Captain Marvel's stats are just off the charts. She is just unbelievably bonkers good at everything. Well, she is now, a crappy Mary Sue character that, in the new movies anyway. She, she is, which is part of the other problem. But like that's, that's well, I mean, it's, it's true, but that, that, that's literally caused people to be banned on the Facebook things. Yeah. So, um, anyway. But her, her, like her stats are good anyway, because also as well as, as well as going up the ranks, rank determines other things. So as well as having these crazy tables, if you're a higher rank, you get more points to spend on abilities, you get more powers, um, you get more cycle traits, which I'll come back to in a minute, and you get, you have a higher cap. So like if you are, I know off the top of my head, if you are rank 15, none of your abilities can be higher than eight. If you're ranked 25, I think your abilities can go up to 11. So not only does she get bigger bonuses, your abilities can be higher anyway. Now, this is where it gets a bit silly because you're like, well, wait a minute. If your abilities can be higher anyway, why do we need this? And where this starts going horribly wrong is if, for example, I mean, I'll just, I'll just tell you her numbers. Yeah, if I come with Captain Marvel, example, Captain Marvel has a, a might modifier of 19 because she's quite strong. But mostly the reason is, is because she's ranked 25. She's this crazy big modifier. And what kind of, what, what category is she? She's a blaster. Now, because she's a blaster, her agility modifier and defense go crazy high. Her agility modifier is 25. 25 is higher than a good chunk of other characters in the game's defense, which means when Captain Marvel tries to attack another character, she will automatically hit. In fact, if I look through this, the only character she will not, no, there isn't a single one. Every other character in the game, if Captain Marvel shoots at them, she can't she miss. Hits them. She hits them every time. The only way she can miss is with a one-one-one, of which there is something like it's less than it's about 0.4% chance of rolling. 
So Captain Marvel can't miss anyone. Now, last time I checked in the films, Captain Marvel doesn't hit everything she hits. Um, on top of that, Captain Marvel can't, uh, her if we go the other way, her defense is so high, Captain Marvel, if she tried to punch a clone of herself, couldn't hit herself. Captain Marvel's punching modifier is 19. Captain Marvel's agility defense, and agility is used for both ranged and hand-to-hand -hand attacks in defense. Captain Marvel's agility defense is 39. 39 is 20 more than a mod 5, 19, and your dice only go up to 18. So unless you roll a 616, Captain Marvel cannot punch an evil version of herself. So the Wait, could the evil version of herself punch her the good version no, of herself? No, they'd both, they'd both miss each other. If you ran a combat between Captain Marvel and evil Captain Marvel clone from the evil dark dimension, um, that combat would run for basically ever because every time you roll, you have a 0.4% chance of hitting each other. Now, you might have edges which improve that marginally, but literally, you have to roll 616 because the right. range between the attack and the defense is higher than the amount on the dice. Now, okay. and that's the problem. The rank table, the numbers do not work. The actual basic maths of the, the target number modifiers they give you works within the range of the dice. The... Uh, the basic ability scores going from minus four to 10 or minus four to 11 work within the basic maximum minimum of the dice. If you start at rank, if you actually look at rank one and look at the difference between like the best attack and the worst attack between the various different archetypes, characters should be able to hit each other. But as you start going up the rank table, you start getting issues. So one of the art, I've written a lot of articles about this and it's not even been out a week. One of the articles I looked at, I compared just the rank 15 characters with each other. And when you compare the rank 15s, there are two other rank 15 characters that cannot, at starting play, hit Black Panther. Because Black Panther has a starting agility defense of 31, and some of the characters can't get that. So that's not even looking at different ranks. That is, again, just looking at your base characters. There are characters wow. that either, like in the opposite way, Black Panther hits everyone. So at rank 15, if you, if you took this set and said, right, uh, we're only going to play rank 15, there's six different characters. The, the, the adventure they give you at the end, say play against some Hydra agents, well, you would automatically hit all the Hydra agents and they would never hit you. That might not be the end of the world. It doesn't sound super fun, but if you're just going to wipe out scores of them, that's fine. But then it says, throw some baddies at them, and if you haven't made your own, just use bad guy versions of the characters in the thing. And it gives you names for each of the characters. If you did that, the, the, the Black Panther character, the person, the, the PC, okay, the character that's gone, sorry, the player that's playing as Black Panther, he will wipe the floor with all of the enemies. But if there's an enemy Black Panther running around, he so will wipe. using those as they suggest. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on this. If you're using the Black Panther, if you have like, uh, I don't know, like the gray Puma. Yeah, it's something it's that's the evil version. Like that. yeah, it's not a million bucks. <laughs> Um, that's what it says to do in the book. Now, if you did that, the enemy, evil, you know, clone, Hydra, whatever he is, Black yeah. Panther, he is going to wipe the floor with the, with the party because some of them cannot hit him at all. And some of them, when you do the maths on it, it's like, oh, right, well, his defense is 31. My, de my attack's 15. I need a 16. Now, there's going to be people out there think, oh, a 16, a 16 is rollable. Now, in D&D &D terms, a 16 on a dice is 25%. Um, a 16 in these terms is not 25%. 16 yeah. is, is like, it's down like about 4%. Um, no, again, what, what about, what about modifiers? Cause, cause here's what I'm thinking is like, you know, obviously D20, you have the role, you know, and, and technically, I mean, you have, you have a 5% chance of rolling any one die, any one number on that 20 sided die, Yeah. but you have your modifiers that are based in, uh, weapons, perhaps situational modifiers that would give you advantage or disadvantage. You have your proficiency bonus, your attributes generate a bonus. There are all kinds of things that are native to the character and native or unique to the situation that will modify that straight uh, die 20 roll. You know, two die 20 does it differently, but effectively provides the same kinds of things. Again, what modifies that three die six? Like what? Yeah. So there's no there's no things which give you like higher numbers or like, like there's no like flat out. There aren't things that are doing like plus two minus three. What okay. you do have um, is you have these edges. So like you might have a thing that says when you attack someone in melee combat, you have a combat edge, which means you get to reroll one of your dice. Now that improves the odds a bit, but realistically, sure. rolling a d six is maybe giving you one or two higher. 
when you're talking about a sort of a 4% chance of hitting someone, a little bit better on that 4% is you're talking it's going up to 10 or 50. It's still super, super small. Part of the thing is we have is it, it feels like the, the numbers are designed for rolling a D20, but, and that's the spread of the numbers we get, that sometimes you need to hit those higher numbers. But realistically, when you're looking at rolling 3D6, it's something like 60% of the chance of you rolling a number falls between rolling something like like a, a 9 and a 13. It's, it's something like that. It's like if you're rolling 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, that's about 60% of your chance of rolling dice fall in that tiny group of numbers. Because we're on a bell curve. We're not on a flat yeah. D20 5% per number. Yeah. You know, the chance of rolling an 18 on this even though there's, there's two ways of routine, it, it's it's like less than it's literally about one percent because there's two ways of doing it thanks to the extra d6. But you know, it's one percent. The chance of rolling a twenty on a twenty-sided dice is five percent. Yeah, same as rolling a one. But here, the chance of roll—I mean, literally—you can fit your top three number. Five percent is almost your top three numbers: 60, 17, 18. Yeah. Um, and so that's that was the problem I had straight away. Now, then, if you. If you mess around with the character creation rules more, you can make characters more broken than this. Now, I made a character that I called the Broken Blaster, who I created a character um, who had a defense in the 40s and an attack in the 20s, which meant he auto-hitted every single thing that he wanted to, and no one could touch him short of those 1-1-1 and 6-1-6 rolls. And I made it rules as, rules as written because... For some strange reason, when I when I was making a character, the first character I made, I made Lady Shiva from DC, who's this crazy martial arts person. And I was making her, she all seemed fine. Uh, and you basically, you, you get some points to allocate your ability scores, fine. There's, you, you have an origin. So I, you know, she was a, a human with special training. That gave me a trait. Uh, she then, I picked a, a backstory. She was a criminal. That gave me like, you know, she has streetwise. And so there's not skills, but there's sort of traits. So they kind of take the place of, you know, perks, or, or feats or talents in 2d20 that kind of thing do and they then you, have a mechanical impact yeah some some of them are just some of them are role-playing things and some of them are mechanical okay. so they're, they're a mix you know it's a bit weird because you could min max and just pick all the combat ones which is what i did i was trying to make a combat person or you could pick ones that are role-playing like so that you know they're a mix of things um and then you have powers and again if you have a higher rank you'll get to pick more powers and the powers have these like cool grid things where you like you can start with basic powers. I mean, if you look in the errata, if you if you flick through to the end of the errata, you can kind of see what the the power things look like. And you start off with basic powers, and you can buy higher. You know, you you unlock a higher level of the power. And I see to be at the high. You know, to have so like if we're looking at spider powers, you have jump, you have some dodge stuff, you have some web powers, yep. and you can have mighty one, two, three, and four. And the mighties basically. To be able to be at mighty level four, you have to have also bought all of the other mighties and you have to be a rank 15 character. You know, this this looks similar to, for those listening, you know, it, this is, these are essentially like horizontal versions of uh, FFG Star Wars um, talent yeah. trees or uh, Infinity, Mutant Chronicles, uh, Conan, yeah. the the talent trees there. Yeah. It, okay, it's similar and, to those. Yeah, I, I don't mind. You know, these are fine. And they, they, each of these will have different in-game things that they do so the mighty ones will mean if you hit someone you can you know if you have the higher mighty levels you'll do more damage when you punch someone and you will be able to carry more okay. um which is you know that's that that's fine bizarrely for some reason and i almost feel like it's a typo like from an old version of the game they didn't take out for some reason it also has hidden in these rules when you choose to have because what you get is you can choose so many power sets you go oh i'm gonna have a uh, super strength and shield bearer uh, and those are my two power sets. And then you can choose so many powers from those. And there's a couple of utility ones like healing factor and flight. When you choose a power set, though, they also have extra advantages. And one of the things they do is let you increase your ability cap. Now, to me, I think that's so like I said, your maximum ability was like eight at level 50, at rank 15. Okay. Um, it lets you go higher than that. Now, none of the characters Wait. at the rank. Yes. Let me, let me just make sure I'm clear on this. This enables you. So the idea of it, it sounds to me like the idea of the rank is to provide some kind of uh, like mechanical bumpers or limits. And this enables you to, in, in, in the case of of that, break that limit and go above it. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like that's not meant to be in there. It's in the rules. It specifically says if you, for example, take spider, uh, a martial arts is the one I did. Taking martial arts 
the martial arts powers lets you have higher agility and might now none of the characters in none of the characters there's only 10 characters but none of the 10 create characters seem to use that rule because all of the ones which are rank 15 don't go above the eight that it says is the limit for a rank 15 and thor who is rank 20 doesn't go above his nine for rank 20 but because it says it in the rules, I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to create a character who's got like agility 20. Honestly, I, I, I'll just stop you on this. Honestly, I'm completely confused. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm, not, um, I'm I, not blaming you. I'm, I what I'm, I'm trying gonna, to I'm gonna, make sense of is... I'm going to simplify this down. You've got you. stats. You've got this rank. You've got these bonuses that are rank-based. And then you've got yeah. these things that enable you to break the rank related limit for your attributes yeah yeah, yeah but then yeah. the attributes affect what when it comes to roles yeah i'm going to throw what? this out there real quick and then you simplify this for me um i am not a fan of replacing a die 20 with three die six i get the idea that it it creates a bell curve and that creates different that, that does create a different norm or, or tendency of results at the table. I have found that those systems, they move slowly because you're rolling three dice, one die falls off the table, or you have a player who's just not swift with quick mental math. It slows things down. Um not a not a fan with that. But okay, sorry. Yeah, make um, sense of try to make sense of this Gordian knot of of Marvel I, I, rules. I to me, it genuinely feels there's, there's two things it feels like. One is that they were trying to start. They started with D twenty. That's what it feels like to me. Because if you look at the combat, you get like a standard action and a bonus. It doesn't say bonus, but it's like standard, extra, and move action. You know, they they have six stats that copy D and D. Might and agility add to their attacks, just like D and D. Should never happen in a superhero game. I'll, I'll come back to that one later. Um, uh, they have, uh, you know, the, 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 the six stats follow, they have an equivalent to advantage and disadvantage. It feels to me like they started with a D20 system and some bean counter came in and said, oh, wait a minute, we can make more money if we sell three D6s with one of those sixes having a marvel with one of the, with a symbol having a one on it. Can you put that into the game? And someone's gone, yeah, we can make three, three D6. That's the same as a D20. I genuinely feel like someone who has no understanding of the concept of maths and probability has done some of these. Now, then I think someone took that 3D6 and worked on it. Because like I said, some of the initial things have a range of 14, going from 4 to 18. But then these archetype tables are like someone said, right, we need to make sure we want to have different classes because D&D people like classes. So let's have some classes. And what we want is we want the fighty character to be better at fighting we want the tough characters to be tougher and we want the clever characters to be cleverer. What they've missed is that's what ability scores and powers are for. And these rank tables break the game. I'm in the middle of, of writing a series of articles where I redo these rank tables. So instead of going from like, you know, you start with pluses of one, two, and three for your modifiers and your defenses in sort of the low teens and they go up into the 20s, they only go up by five. Every time you go up a rank, every time you got five ranks, you add one. So the different instead of here, where the difference between rank one and rank 25 is like 20, on my new tables, the difference between rank one and rank 25 is like four. Every time you've got five ranks, it goes like, and I'm still not even happy with that. You're going to give me and the, the links to that, right? Because I, uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. because I think people seeing these or seeing your samples of them, I think would help them understand. Yeah. The, um, the, the table, I mean, these tables look horrendous, but actually it's only when you create a character you even need it. You create the character, you write those numbers into your character sheet. Okay. You never need to look at that table okay. ever again. Okay, that So it's helps. just for character creation. Um, but even in it, like if you're only creating characters that sort of 5, 10, 15, 20, and 25, why have we got all those sub-ranks anyway? Um, the damage numbers and the health numbers are silly, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not bothered about that. It, it, to me, it looks like that maybe at some point they had a good system and someone somewhere has made changes to it now that these the, the maths of this game just don't work at all. There's people out there trying to say that they it, it, you know it it doesn't. Like I said, if you run the basic six rank fifteen characters as, fifth, as six players, and you have six bad guy version of those turn up, that combat will not work because Black Panther is too good. He cannot be hit by half the characters, and he never fails to hit anyone. That's that shouldn't happen. Now, if this was a D twenty, that wouldn't be happening. 
Um, if the numbers were closer together, mm. that wouldn't be happening. Yeah. But it, it's one or the other. And they've made it, and it's not about the fact that they've got these different ranks. Ignore the ranks, just within ranks, it, the, the maths is wrong. Uh, yeah, it sounds, it's odd because it, it sounds almost, and I mean, and you know, full disclaimer, I have not read this. I've seen the, yeah. you, you showed me a, a copy of the PDF of this, this errata section so I could see what these, these horrendous tables look like. I mean, this, honestly, these tables, it's nice to know that they, you would only use them in character generation, but what they represent rules wise and what they plug into the game rules role, it's like looking at role master. Um, or something like something from the eighties all over again. And it, uh... there's no, there's no reason for it. That's the, that's the weird bit. The very fact that as you go up the ranks, characters have more traits, higher ability, more abilities, a higher ability cap and more powers. A rank 25 character is already better than a rank 15 character. Sure. These tables just make it so they're bonkers better, but they're so bonkers better. The mass of the game literally breaks com completely and not in a you know i've never seen another system like this i've never seen a system where i mean you know maybe like if you took it, it's like looking at something like third edition path you know D, D or pathfinder where if you take a level 20 character and a level one character one always hits the other and one always misses the other but even then at those two extremes a one is a critical fail and a 20 is a critical hit and that's right. a five percent chance of each of those happening in this it's a 0.5 percent chance of those happening and it's just like to me like the person where someone at some point took the basic idea of the kernel of the system which works because i think and if you take these rank tables and just if you just throw those rank tables away or you just let ranks determine um, like maybe your damage, your health, and your powers and traits, and your your cap, the ability limits, and you chuck away all of these silly modifiers and defense as you got ranks. The system will almost work. There's still one other problem, um, but these tables at the moment are breaking the game. Now I've had a go at simplifying these tables so that there's a lot less on it, and the numbers are close together, and I reckon it does the job. But there's still well, one more problem. I would push this then. I mean, do, do they have a formal uh, conduit for feedback? So this thing at the moment, all they have is a survey that you can fill in the thing. But the survey's written as if you've played a session of the game. What did you like and what didn't you like? Which isn't the same as here's my feedback. So, gotcha. you know, at the moment, it's people on a Facebook group, which is turned into a flame war because people did or didn't like Captain Marvel. Um, and, uh, and then, you <laughs> Wait, know, are you saying that like gaming and like sci-fi and pop culture property fans are going at each other because they don't agree with their, each other's interpretations of made up stuff that yes. never happens. Never. I'm so glad I'm not an admin on that. <laughs> um, and uh, then, and on, and on Reddit, there's a lot more people on, there's a lot more people on the Reddit group. Um, okay. Uh, and most people are on along the same lines that these the, the the maths is wrong and they need to they need to shrink the maths. Um, there is what even if they got rid of these tables, there's one other problem. And let's let's see and go in D and D. We know this strength adds to melee attacks, and dexterity adds to ranged attacks. Right, right. Normally, yeah. Um, and there are ways of making sure that your dexterity also adds to your physical attacks because you know if you're using a, a rapier or something. Yeah. Now, the problem we have here is, like, in D&D, &D, that's fine. A big, strong character swings a sword. But a big, strong character is still, they're a half-orc. They're quite strong. The problem, in, in, the problem in, um, in Marvel, of course, is, well, which characters are quite strong? Well, if you take, like, a Hulk, Hulk isn't good at hitting people. Hulk's good at smashing stuff. But, of course, yes. rules is written with this game. Hulk is going to have a pretty high strength score which means Hulk's going to be very good at hitting things. Hulk's not meant to be good at hitting things. Hulk is meant to be good at smashing things, but also so it doesn't work. And then if we look back... So you're saying Hulk, Hulk doesn't show up and, and, and punch you in the face. He pushes a building over. Yeah, or he swings at you five difference. times and he misses you five times. But on the fifth, you know, the classic one is Hulk versus Spider-Man. Hulk will miss Spider-Man five times, but on the fifth time, Spider-Man might be knocked out. But Spidey might yeah. hit Hulk five times in that thing, but every time Hulk will only be hurt a little bit. Now, yeah. the funny thing is, we can go all the way back to the Marvel Superheroes game back in the 80s, and that had seven stats. It had the ones we've yeah. got now. It had a stat for it had a stat for essentially agility. It had a stat for strength. It had a stat for resilience, and it basically had stats for you know intuition. Where we had reason, intuition, and psyche. 
-hmm. Marvel superheroes, okay, 30 plus years ago, had the same six stats we've got now and F, fighting. fighting. Because they realized 30 years of game design ago that you need a fighting stat. Mutants and Masterminds, which famously that was built on third edition D&D, yep. at some point realized you cannot just have strength be attack and dexterity be shooting because you need to be able to have characters that are agile in terms of dodging and doing stealth, but a good, good shot. Right. And you need to have characters that are super strong and smashy, but actually aren't good at hitting things. So they separated off attack bonus and then they split the attack bonus into ranged and melee because they realized that actually, you know, you need a character like Hawkeye that he's, he's pretty nimble, but he's good with a bow. He should be really good at shooting. Bullseye, bullseye never misses. He should be amazing at throwing things at people. But, you know, that doesn't mean that they're crazy high agility. Spider-Man has very high agility. He's jumping all around like a little punk and no one can hit him. Sure. But he's not necessarily that good at fighting. Now, I think that's what they try to do with these archetypes. They try to represent those characters but they failed miserably. <laughs> but what they should have done is not have these archetypes and go, let's have a fighting stat and a shooting stat. Problem solved. I mean, Icons does the same thing. It has a fighting stat. I mean, Icons yeah. is basically fight, phase rip with D6s. So there is a kernel of this game, like how you build the powers, the traits, everything in it is quite cool. There's some very nice ideas and actually wrong. These tables have broken the game just ridiculously. The good thing is they've already errated four of these tables. So they could either change all the numbers on these tables because they've done it, or they can just go, actually, let's get rid of these tables and see if the game still works. I'm in the process of the moment. I've just written six new tables um, to see if they look better. And already the starter pre-gen characters look better. You know, you can, they might have some fun now. I suspect you're better off actually just going back to bases and go, let's, let's just accept our D&D-ness and have a D20, um, and we'll still have advantage and disadvantage, and we can sell multiple D20s still. You know, it's like, let's, let's have counters for things, or let's like advantage and disadvantage stack, because it always bugged me that you couldn't stack advantage and disadvantage in, in D&D, and that, you know, let's just, just go for it. Um, but yeah, at the moment, there, there are the, there's a kernel at the middle of this game, which could be good, ruined by six tables, which destroy the maths of the game just beyond belief. But what a bummer. But it's a play test. Well, so hopefully yeah, so, they're going to listen. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully they they're they're yeah, hopefully they are listening, paying attention, and they're uh they're they're gonna respond accordingly. Cause this is a tough one. I mean, here what it seems like is that Marvel has brought in game designers in-house to do this stuff instead of licensing it out to somewhere else. Yeah. But I mean, I, I wonder if it if it is poorly received, you know, um, did they give some indication about when it's supposed when the, the final version is supposed I mean, to be? So out? the original thing a year ago said that the playtest would be now and that the final book would be in a year's time. OK, now well, bear in mind the lead time on printing and so, you know, they have to have this sure. book finalized uh, late half of this year, but that still gives them six months of play testing maybe yeah that's a lot but it's gonna you know, i mean what if if that's what they intend yeah, to do that's the issue. which i mean honestly for the sake of huh, you know i i'm not i i know you're way more into superheroes in general than than i am you know cool um if you and i if, if we if we ever find ourselves in the same comic book store and um and there's like one supers comic book left. I, I will seed it to you, man. It's it's all you. Just don't get in. Don't get over in the way of my my Sergeant Rock and GI Combat old stuff. Yeah, don't do right. it. Uh, weird war. But uh, it, I so I hope I hope they're listening and I hope they fix it because honestly, looking at that, like I am completely turned off mm -hmm. hearing about all these layers of different competing numbers. I, I'm just. I wasn't ever really all that hip into that level of um, of crunch way back in the before times, and and you know the before times is before I had a family and a and a uh, you know a job and responsibilities. <laughs> the before times are when you could game with you know with impunity basically, and I wasn't all that hip on those kinds of things back then. I remember in the oh my golly, it was it was before. T 
TSR uh, gave up the ghost and Watsy bought all the stuff. It was, I think it was one, of the, one of the last games I think the TSR put out was Alternity. Yeah. Yeah, sci-fi game. Yeah. Really interesting setting. Had some, it, it almost seemed like a, a, in spirit, like a, 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 a distant descendant of Star Frontiers, but with Earth plugged in, I think. Uh, it's been a long time since I've read this stuff, but the system just sucked monkey butt. I mean, it was, it, it, it had, I like the idea of, okay, here's your number and your number generates a modifier. And then you have to go to this table with your mod. Oh, that's crap. Yeah. You know, that was, that was one of the things with the new version of Torg that I, I just thought this is stupid, you know, like, oh, so you have this number. Now you have to go to this table and then the table gives you F that I just give me the damn modifier and let me roll, get out yeah. of my way. See, and, and so I'm totally turned off to this game right there. now. You have ruined Marvel for me, man. It's not Marvel. I'm trying to fix this friggin' fire thing. I believe you. Um, I, to be honest, the easiest way to fix this is you just go that table goodbye. You just you just chuck that table away, or keep a table for just damage or something. The the modifiers and defense on this table they don't work. They literally break the maths of the game. Um, and they don't even break it a little bit. It's like bonkers broken. Like I said, like they Hulk smash yeah. it. When you've got a situation maybe, where maybe that was their intention well, to Hulk smash. Based it. on these tables, you have this daft situation. Captain Marvel can't hit herself. That doesn't make any sense. That's how. Like, <laughs> so if Captain Marvel, if Captain Mar Captain Marvel suddenly realizes that she's an absolutely nightmarish Mary Sue of a character, <laughs> and tries to punch herself, she can't punch herself. I mean, yeah, not not likely. <laughs> I mean, it's what it's like. I worked, I think it's like 200, yeah, because six times six. So in 216 attempts at punching herself, she would hit herself once. That's how the maths goes. Okay. All right. So we're done, the, there, is a, there is a little, there is a kernel of a game there which can work. And actually, I gotcha. all you need to do is either super simplify, which I have done, the maths of those tables, or just take those tables and go, we don't need them. They're not serving a purpose. The basic ability scores do the job that we want. And if we just want to add a few bit, like for, you know, some attacks or defense, we can do that. But really what they need is yeah. to ditch those tables and go, right, we're going to separate combat out of the stats and we're going to have a separate thing for physical attacking, punching people, shooting people, and using crazy mind magic stuff. Okay. And, then, and then the game would just work super easy. It would, it would just, it would work. It'd be fine. Would it be better than uh, Marvel Heroic? There was things I don't like about Marvel Heroic, and there was lots I did like. Would it be better than Marvel Superheroes? Again, there was things I like about Marvel Superheroes and things I don't. But at the end of the day, those games are not supported anymore. There are fans supporting them, but I would, you know, it's nice to have new shiny stuff with new Marvel art, with new up-to-date oh, yeah, characters sure. and proper stories. And that's what the appeal is of the official Marvel game. You know, it's even with the with changes, would this game be better than? you know, Prowlers and Paragons and Sentinels and Mutants and Masterminds and, and Masks and so on. And maybe not, but this would have all of the proper Marvel stuff and Marvel art and proper Marvel story. Yeah, that's going to draw people in. I mean, having that connection and feeling like, I mean, I, this, this sounds so corny because I, I often, I hold back. I hold back now on social media, uh, especially in like um, uh, any kind of forums that have to do with Traveler. I like Traveler. But you get these people in here like, oh, so how much would a bushel of wheat be in the fall? I'm like, dude, plot. Whatever the plot says. Whatever will bedevil your, uh, your, your PC. And I, I just, I like, I don't want to be a jerk. So I'm not going to say that. So I just, I step back. Um, but uh, I, I, don't, I forgot my point. <laughs> I had a point. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I completely forgot there's, there's a lot to say for official games of those settings. That's, that was my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, I, I, so I joke about this whole, like, it's all made up because it is all made up, but I do, I fully admit that I, I am, uh, you know, for the things I like, I'm a slobbering fanboy, mm -hmm. and I will, I want the official, like, I, I love the fact that, you know, uh, Modifius does such a brilliant job making these nice looking books with really like great Star Trekian kind of vibe to it. I like the Conan stuff because it, it, it evokes a feeling. Octon Cthulhu, same thing. All, I like all that. Um, and while I will modify and hack and build and stuff like that, I still like having, you know, yeah. I like having the official stuff. I'll, so I think that people will be drawn to this because it is official. And not only is it official, it's not really a license. It seems to be an in-house production. Yeah. But if it's a tire fire, that's uh, that's not cool. And, uh, 
Yeah. And the thing that's going to be a problem now is that people are people, you know, it's a, it's a $10 ebook or book. People aren't even buying it because they are seeing reviews wow. and hearing things that already are putting people off. And they're seeing these tables because it's on the Iraq. Being like, there. forget it. Um, and being like, well, I'm not going to bother. But then it's like, no, actually, we need loads of people to do it, to tell the developers you've, you messed up and fix yeah. it. Because otherwise, what might be left is the people that genuinely think there's a good system in front of them, which there just isn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pull a punch on that. You know, I, you, you could try and play this game and have fun. And I have to say, yes, I haven't sat there and played a game of it. But that's because I've looked at the, you know, I wanted to be, make a bunch of characters. But when I made my first character for this game, I realized there was flaws yeah. in it. And so I sat there and I looked at the numbers and I realized you can't, with the rules they've yeah. given you, run a proper game of this because it doesn't work. So the solution is, well, they have to yeah. change. Once these tables, I mean, I'm going to start making characters now where I will put in my table into them and people go like, well, you're not using the proper tables. Fine, change well, here's, it. Well, here's what we'll do then. We will go ahead and take your, we're going to take your posts about this and we're going to put this in the in the, the show notes as well as um yeah maybe heck i mean maybe this will generate some uh uh some attention from the publisher uh hopefully because look i mean honestly i would love to see a successful uh supers game even though supers isn't really like my thing um i think it's cool sometimes um, I know you and I have talked about this. Uh, we had an episode way back when, uh, earlier in yeah. our, our our show, about how hard it is to model supers. Um, so I'm, I I I wish them luck, but we're gonna link your uh, your posts so that people can go take a look. And if they're looking at this, maybe they could you know because see that there's some there is a kernel of something salvageable in it, but that there's just a bunch of crap loaded up on it. It's not helpful. No, yeah. All right. I mean, the, the funny thing is, is the thing which put a lot of people off was those tables where people looked and went, that's too much maths, are also the things breaking the game. It's the thing that's making the game seem difficult to people. People are like, this game was meant to be pitched at, at new players or people just coming from D&D &D or people new to the game. That table puts people oh, off. Yeah. You rip that table out, not only does it make the game easier to understand and more attractive in terms of readability and ease of understanding the game, it also fixes the broken mass. So just goodbye. Just get rid of it. Um, All anyway, right. So you're going to write that, that up. Enough. You're going to write that yeah, up. We're going to put that in that. the notes. And we're going to hope that the great big they uh, who are writing this thing with Marvel uh, Entertainment will, um, will somehow find this. Hopefully. And yeah. they will make the fixes and they will produce a workable game. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.